Good morning. It is Monday, August 8th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, President Biden had COVID twice. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi went to Asia, including Taiwan. Senator Schumer got full buy-in from the Democrats in the Senate to pass the climate tax and health legislation bill that was named the Inflation Reduction Act. Soto was traded from the Nationals. And the Cubs, the Cubs couldn't even make a big move ahead of the trade deadline. Jim Wiesmeyer, pro-farmer policy analyst, good morning. Who's Soto? <laughs> oh, oh, we've oh, already gone around. I'm already for Well, I'm not going to go to another game. I'm telling you, I'm bitter. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah, I might recover in a couple years and when they yeah. get better. It just takes so long to rebuild, doesn't it? Yes, especially when you have a cheap ownership. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, all right. I'm pro. I am Agritalk host Chip Flory. Good morning to you all. Uh, if you would like to be uh, sorry for the dark camera again this morning, I'm not exactly sure. We are not exactly sure what is going on with all of this, uh, but we at some point will get it figured out. Jim, looks like you're on the road. I'm at the Grand Hyatt in Denver. I'm going to give a speech in a few hours uh, to a tax group. Paul Neifer is here. He asked me to uh, give a speech on a Washington update. And, of course, I have a lot to update relative to the what they're calling the IRA bill, as you said, Chip, in, in, yeah. in Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Yeah, it, obviously, we've got a lot of details that we need to get to on that. If you would like to be part of the conversation this morning, please, there is a comments tab on your screen someplace. Click on that, and we will get to them as soon as we can. Uh, we got to start with last week, Jim. I think it was something very important that happened last week, and that was the the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Uh as a result, China has sanctioned Pelosi. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'll bet there's multiple hackers trying to get into her bank account as we speak. And China has conducted live military drills that, frankly, have put Taiwan in, in danger. Um, everybody's The question coming out of this is going to be, was it worth it? Uh well, Pelosi has a long history of being a China hawk. Uh, uh, it, it does send a clear signal of at least her intentions of supporting Taiwan. Is it worth a negative relations between the U.S. and China? So I would say it wasn't worth it. But a lot of Republicans are in favor of what she did, Chip. But uh, yeah. China, uh, early this morning, their time announced that they were extending their drills, basically almost a blockade around Taiwan. Uh, you know, bottom line, Chip, uh, this is just a test case that they can uh, see the any issues if they do uh, eventually, quote, deal with Taiwan later on. Yeah. I, the, okay. So, you know, I, I guess the question, was it worth it, might be a little evasive on some of the issues when we talk about, uh, talk about this trip. Do you think that it will do anything to change China's one policy, uh, one China stand. And I mean, we still expect China to eventually make a move on Taiwan, right? 
eventually. Absolutely. To me, there's no doubt. I, every China watcher and their smart people that I've talked with said it's not a matter of if it's uh, when and under what circumstance. Uh, this uh, uh, test uh, China, they, they are they, they are going to see any cogs in the way they want to you know, do it to Taiwan. And they're also retaliating against Taiwan for meeting with Pelosi, Chip. So this is just not an anti- yeah. U.S. and they've already canceled uh, previous agreements relative to uh, uh, you know fentanyl, you know, trying to stop it from coming from China into Mexico into this country. Some military and defense relationships. So this this is serious, Chip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It cer- it certainly is, and you know, I made the comment on uh, on Friday on the free for all on AgriTalk that uh uh and and i got several messages over the weekend saying you know what you're right on this uh it's it it was pelosi's legacy trip and she was gonna do this one way or another because this is her mark on foreign affairs and there was gonna there was gonna be no change in her mind it it uh and and once the word was out that a Taiwan stop was planned and China said you better not, well, then you got to. You got to. I, there's no question. But it just seems the whole thing was ill-conceived and reckless. I couldn't disagree. Yes. Uh, uh, it uh, you, you just don't raise the tensions because now you just at least elevate even the possibility, the odds that a mistake could happen, Chip. And that's yeah. how you get into major conflicts, if not wars. Can you imagine if a, if a Chinese fighter pilot would have just gone rogue yeah. and said, you know, no, this doesn't make any sense. This is too much of an insult to our illustrious leader, Xi. I'm going to stop this. Yeah, well, you read some of the comments in the Chinese media from their you know, citizens, and they're along those lines, Jeff. Yeah. And and this has put pressure uh, on Xi to go even more nationalistic, uh, and this comes ahead of uh, the November Party Congress, so he definitely cannot be seen as weak. Now, what they're doing now uh, cannot be labeled weak. I mean, they're throwing things at Taiwan that they haven't ever done, Jeff, as far as uh, surrounding... Right getting into their waters, closer to the shores, things like that, and extending it uh, even through today, if not longer. So, yeah, this is uh, high tension. It certainly is. Certainly is. She wanted to leave her mark on foreign affairs. Well, she did. And and we we don't know exactly what the scar from this mark is going to look like when everything is said and done. Yes. And, you know, Biden, the big mistake he made is he should have personally told Pelosi that the military defense did not want her to go. I don't think he should have said that publicly because then that put her on the spot as well. Exactly. Exactly. There's it was it was handled poorly on so many different fronts. Now, if, if we could go back and the White House would have never said anything about Pelosi's trip, then I would say, doggone it, I wish she wouldn't have gone. 
But because the White House came out and said it, it forced everybody's hand. It was a bad decision. It was. It was. Bad decision. So now uh, we, other... we don't know how this is going to end. That's our bottom line. This is right. still ongoing, Jaren. This is ongoing. Yep. Yep. She's home safe, as I understand. Yes. yes. And and that's that's good. That's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Someone that is not home safe is Brittany Griner, who is well, in a Russian prison cell. But high odds, it's just a matter of time, Chip, before they work a deal. The, the, yeah. the prisoners uh, and even and uh, uh, you know, Biden's going to take a lot of flack from the uh, type of person that uh, Russia wants back. Uh, he's a killer, yeah. uh, but I, you, all the signs point that that will occur. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, another thing that happened last week was we started to move grain out of Ukraine, and yeah. there's been like ten vessels now. Yeah, but you know, you add up the totals, and they're pretty meager, you know. And so, I, I, you know, you would ask me on AgriTalk Friday, do I see much tonnage getting out? And regretfully, I said no. And I, we got to get these tonnages up there, and and there's yeah. all sorts of reasons why, and primarily, it's the insurance factor. Yeah, yeah. It's the insurance factor, and it's a labor issue. They've got to find people to get them on the boat. Um, that it, it there there's so many different issues that are happening with this thing that that are are difficult to difficult challenges to overcome. Okay, I, I, we might as well get to it. Over the weekend, the House passed the reconciliation bill. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Seven hundred forty billion dollars, seven hundred and fifty-five pages of tax, climate, and health care changes. Um. Uh, okay, let let's start with with how the vote happened because it was fifty fifty with uh, Vice President Harris casting the tie breaking vote, so it passed fifty one fifty out of the Senate, and here we go. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be taken up by the House on on you know this Friday. Uh, yep. They're coming back from their uh, long summer recess that'll uh, go into September, Chip. But, uh, you, you know, the votes will be there. You always wonder with Congress, especially in the Senate, you always have some surprises. Uh, that can also happen in the House. But, boy, this is this is a landmark bill, especially for Democrats, Chip, because yeah. this this gives them several issues that they've been wanting for years uh, such as the the uh, Obamacare, uh, you know, don't let it expire, some key provisions, and now that'll last through the 2024 elections. Uh, Health care provisions, I mean, uh, especially for Medicare recipients are major. And then, but the biggest thing I think this is uh, throwing a lot of money at uh, doing the transition from fossil fuels to renewable uh, uh, energy. Okay, let's start there on the uh, on the climate change provisions in the bill. Three hundred and seventy-four billion dollars in climate and energy spending, expanded tax credits for renewable energy products uh, projects. <clears throat> um, it, it ends. It, talk to me about the um, incentives for the electric vehicle purchases. Well, they're going. There's no longer a cap 
on the amount of money for those. So that'll help uh, companies like Tesla, which has already reached uh, that cap. Uh, so that that's an up uh, uptick for the EVs. And but th there are certain requirements in their chip that that uh, come you know stipulations that some people are saying this will really limit the use of those uh, incentives to purchase seven thousand five hundred tax uh, you know credits for uh, a new purchase and four thousand for a used uh, uh, EV. So and either way, these things are not going to be implemented right away, and that's the that's the case with a lot of the, this. Uh, legislation chip and i i want to tell what you, you wouldn't believe the questions i'm getting from pro farmer members already relative to the um uh, 3.1 billion dollars uh debt relief uh, portion of this bill that was a surprise by the way that was not known until sunday and also the 2.1 billion resurrected uh uh, payments to eligible farmers who can prove that they were discriminated yeah. against by USDA. I, the, the important thing I want to point out is uh, we won't know a lot of the answers on this chip until USDA comes up with a way to implement this, and they have to file their proposed regs in the federal register, likely for a call for public comment. So We've got a ways to go. So all, all you members, Dave, at least Pearl Harbor, who've asked me, you know, will I qualify? What are the provisions? We we don't really know yet. Right. We don't know yet, but this is an effort that this administration has been working on for more than a year. Oh, absolutely. And on the discrimination one, what they yeah. did is they repealed their last program, the $2.1 billion, because it was being held up in courts for being cross-discriminatory. Right. So what this is, does is that's why this portion didn't cost anything, because they're just replacing this program. Uh, you know, with the farmer. So, uh, th so we, 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 you know, we had a lot of changes there. Uh, and it also provided $4 billion for the Western lawmakers for the Bureau of Reclamation to combat drought in the West. And that was an 11th hour uh, addition. So we always have some pr uh, surprises. But to go back to the climate change that you first yeah. asked, th this clearly is a road path in the years ahead to get them, it's estimated to the 40% reduction in, uh, in, in carbon. And that gets closer to the Biden administration goal. Yes, in, in 2030. Uh, but there's a number of areas. I mean, they're throwing a lot of money, Chip, uh, 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 at the climate change rule. As, yeah, as you said, yes. 300, 374 billion, I think. Uh, that, that's, that's yeah, 374. Yeah. Yep. Now, Jim, to qualify for these uh, these EV credits, does that machine, does that vehicle need to be built in North America? There's some. You, they phase that in, Chip, and there are uh, other requirements. And this is why uh, GM and Ford lobbied through uh, Senator uh uh, Debbie Stabenow to alter some of the provisions that they said that uh, wouldn't be uh, a lot of people wouldn't qualify because of those stipulations and also uh, from countries like Ch China they they uh, you know put language on that to avoid uh, uh, minerals in the use of these yeah. batteries for the EVs so yeah there there are a lot of caveats here where uh, most people are saying this will douse 
some of the aggressive move move toward the EVs, Jim. Right, because car makers are going to have to move away from getting the batteries from China. Yes. And that includes any of the minerals that go into those batteries. What are we going to do? Are we going to get mines open in the United States and, and get production underway in a time fashion so that people can take advantage of this? Not in a timely fashion, but there's also a caveat in there that uh, it can come from countries of which we have a trade agreement with. So, uh, you know, we have to all filter this through some of the initial analysis, but this is pretty onerous on, on, on the uh, qualifications because there's also a, uh, an income amount on, on this too, Chip. So, uh, again, it's, it's not as robust for the EV market as one would have thought initially. Okay. Uh, let's go to the biofuels, Jim. Started off with, we got the, uh, uh, the, the $1 per gallon tax credit extension on the bio-based diesels, right? Yeah, it will be extended through 2024. And then that's where a clean fuels uh, you know, program takes over. But, you know, the, the key, Chip, uh, is we've had some confusion in the uh, biodiesel sector, there's a temporary $1.25 per gallon tax credit uh, for sustainable aviation fuel. And there was, when you read the language, you know, th- there's nothing like reading language in a hotel room. But uh, <laughs> there were some people in the biodiesel sector that worried that uh, uh, soybean oil or biodiesel didn't qualify when they read the language. But uh, one of my best sources said that uh, yeah. uh, that as long as the product, finished product meets what he said was the ASTM standard, it does qualify. But uh, most people think the competition will really be with uh, renewable diesel. And, you know, I noticed the Congressional Budget Office scored that provision for the sustainable aviation fuel chip at only $49 million dollars. And it lasts for only two years exclusively for sustainable uh, aviation fuel. So you you have to think, uh, uh, you know, CBO clearly doesn't think a lot of this provision. Exactly. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Before we get to the question from Steve, hey, Steve, uh, $9.7 billion in assistance to rural electric cooperatives for renewable energy and energy efficiency projects and another billion dollars in loans for the renewable energy projects in the area, in rural areas. Uh, uh, Rural electric cooperatives would get direct payments for the benefit of renewable energy tax credits. So they can't now, Chip. This is a big win for rural electric cooperatives. (laughs) So whoever lobbies for them is having a good day today. So this is a big uh, cash infusion eventually to the co-op system and what we're talking about here is solar farms and wind farms right yes and you know loans for renewable energy projects in rural areas for the you know co-ops yeah but they were they used to have to work with third parties to get the uh, benefits uh, from the energy tax credits now they can get them direct payments so uh, you know it's a fundamental change yeah, absolutely. It, it certainly is. So the question from Mr. Cornett is, 
how many acres of farm and ranch will it take to house all of the windmills and solar farms planned in this new bill? It's a great question, Steve. Yeah, I don't know and, the answer. No, and you have to go mainly to rural areas. So, uh, no, we don't know. I'll have to, I will be asking those types of questions later on. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a growing industry, I'll tell you. But it's, it's limited because in many cases, they have to be in rural areas. Right. That's where right. the wind is. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, and Steve, you're, we're kind of smiling at your question, but it's one that needs to be taken very, very seriously. Yes. Uh, it, it, one of the reasons that I say that is, and it's to me, it's a silly question, comment, thought, when we've got so many acres enrolled in the Conservation Reserve Program, but there is some concern that we've hit peak acres in the United States. Now, if we start taking for agricultural production, if we start taking some of those acres out of rangeland, out of, I don't see it coming from row crop, but I guess it certainly could to go to solar and to wind production. Uh, it just makes it that much more difficult to maintain our food security going forward. And it's also why you need agricultural research funding to uh, keep yeah. increasing the productivity. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the other things that's in here for the for biofuels is more money to build out the infrastructure, Jim. Like it's a significant amount of money. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars. So and that was a million. Yes. Uh, so we 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 definitely needed that before, frankly. But at least it's there. So the the infrastructure will eventually be dealt with. But we're gonna we're keeping on saying now this is not going to change overnight. Uh, for you pick the topic, and that's going to be the answer uh, for even the healthcare uh, industry. The you know the negotiating uh, drug prescription prices for Medicare. Uh, that's not going to start for a few years, and it's going to it's going to be quite limited for the first few years. So uh, that goes on and on. And so, but but politically, this gives the Democrats something they think that they can run on, rather than the uh, recent negatives uh, relative to the uh, uh, inflation, uh, energy prices, uh, the border uh, issues. So at least they have yeah. something to talk about. This, the the reduction and the negotiation on drug costs through Medicare is going to be a big problem for President Biden in 2024. Yeah, and Jennifer notes that, that they're seeing large acreage of highly productive land being uh, leased for solar here in Arkansas. So that's just an element. When when you go around, when I do my travels, I'm seeing that as well. So, okay. you know, that's a pretty good uh, monthly or yearly. I know there's contracts for these. Yearly. That can be a pretty good cash flow item, Chip. So, oh, uh, yeah, right. I think this is going to compete for a perhaps a significant amount of uh, amount of land and this is why i think we're at a higher level for the future in commodity prices one of the one of the many reasons i think that okay all right yeah no i'll take that and yeah thank you jennifer for that for that comment i we we appreciate that but it uh, there there it's hard to say no it is hard to say no to those leases because of the cash flow that that is offered, Jim, guaranteed, I'll give you guaranteed that. Guaranteed cash flow. 
guaranteed death. That's right. Okay, now the point that I was going to make about the the negotiation side uh, between Medicare and the drug makers, that's going to be a problem for President Biden in 2024 because this doesn't even start until 2026. They're going to make such a big deal about this that the average American is going to expect immediate results. They... And in two years, when there's no progress and the talks haven't even started, the American voter is going to say, why not? You pulled the wool over our eyes. And you saw there's history to that uh, aspect, Chip, because when the initial Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, it took a while. Remember all the missteps they made and it took a while to implement. There's that word again, implement. They blew $5 billion on a website that they threw away. Yes. And so this is going to be the same thing. And and just look, we haven't even talked about they're giving IR, the Inter- Internal Revenue Service $80 billion over 10 years. Okay, let's get to the 80, revenues here. 87,000 new employees. You know, good luck. We can't, they can't even find employees now, let alone 87,000. Now they're going to have to pay them. I know there's going to be a number of them. They said in the legislation that would be paid higher than the vice president of the United States. So maybe that's a avenue to work in the future, but uh, they're going to, they, they, they put a lot of money uh, for audits in this that to generate revenue to offset the majority of the uh, of the cost of this uh, IRA chip. Yes, absolutely. And and uh, Senator Grassley was on AgriTalk last week on Thursday, and he defined the money for the IRS as a small business shakedown. Hmm. They're going to be coming after every small business there is, and that includes farmers. Yes. Oh, yeah, because they're, I mean, more than a few are in that top 1%. In, in that 1%. If you're in the 1%, you, you, you better get everything in order right now. And and you know what? For the top 1%, that's not unusual. I get that. I, I, I mean, they, they typically are going to be checked on an annual basis. Yeah, but they haven't been nearly as much recently because of their backlogs, Chip. But that's going to change when you throw money at, at at this issue again in maybe three to two four years. Uh, they'll gear up for the uh, you know you know personnel. So yeah, they're changing. Uh, the odds have just gone up for a farmer to expect an audit. Right, right. Now the fifteen percent corporate tax increase—that's or minimum tax. That I don't think is anything that farmers are going to have based on the structure of their business, most aren't going to have to deal with that. Yeah, and the initial analysis that I've seen, it's going to only affect about 15 companies. 15, Jeff. 15? 15, because they're limited to companies with profits of uh, over $1 billion. So, right. uh, And the, the changes in that that uh, uh, Senator Kirsten Cinema made really watered it down. So, yeah, and then they replaced it. They, they replaced the carried interest. They got rid of that. So there's no changes in carried interest. So that's why the equity managers are happy. Uh, they replaced it with a 1% tax, if you will, uh, on buybacks. Uh, uh, that'll generate some uh, money there. Okay. So let's go back to a comment that came from Gary 
four minutes into our broadcast here this morning. The way to battle inflation is you need to pull money out of the system. Is eighty billion a six hundred percent increase? By the way, into the IRS a way to do it by equity? Uh, this is not anti-inflationary. No, in fact, no. the Congressional Budget Office said uh, inflationary uh, uh, impacts will be uh, meager at best. So, and in the out years, and in yes. the out years, I mean. We're could talking actually about 26, 27. Yes. Could actually increase inflation near term. Exactly. Again, it's a problem for President Biden in 2024. If you want to see him reelected, this bill is going to be a big problem for him. And it, it, I, it, it, the, the 22 elections are too nearby or too close. The most voters will understand that, well, okay, that bill was passed in August. It's not going to have a major impact on my my day-to-day activities and, and how I feel financially day-to-day. But longer term, when the results don't show up, it, this, uh, th- this is going to be a big issue for the Democrats to deal with in 24. Yeah. I don't care who the nominee is. Now, there are in the ag provisions, they did put $18 billion in basically four conservation programs again. And, yes. and those were oversubscribed for the last few years anyway. So from a conservation perspective, Chip, uh, that, that was needed, if you will. Uh, but it doesn't alter the baseline for the next farm bill, uh, even though some people think that's the case. It doesn't. I don't want to get too wonky uh, here on that. There is a possibility of more funding in the next farm bill through a budget resolution coming up here. But uh, that remains to be seen. But that $3.1 billion for debt relief, although needed, I guess, by by more than... Yeah, that was money that was found, you know, so don't ever think that you can't get more funding for a farm bill. Hmm. This happened pretty quickly. Holy smokes. Okay. Uh, it, okay, I'm just going to give you 30 seconds to bottom line the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, tra- it, it serves in time a transition from fossil fuels to renewable uh, energy, including wind and solar. Second, major uh, changes over a period of time for the healthcare industry, primarily for the Medicare recipients. Uh, three huge $80 billion increase in the IRS, and the ag sector got, uh, it looks like a total of about $40 billion uh, over time. 